Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining me on the Word Podcast today. We continue to go through uh, our examination of 2 Timothy, and we've been in chapter 3 here in the last several episodes, uh, which is cool because there's just so much here, folks. I mean, so much here. And just to remind you, you know what we saw from the beginning of this chapter right here that Paul was saying, hey, Timothy, realize this, that in the last days, difficult times are going to come. And then he describes uh, how men are going to be. He says, for men will be, and then he goes on for several verses describing uh, how they were going to be, the various sins, and just their character and their personality, how they'd be acting. And he closes it and says, you know, they're going to be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. They're going to hold to a form of godliness, although they denied the power thereof. i tell you what, every time I read that, I see even more. I haven't even shared this part yet about that. We've talked about it three or four times. Yes, they deny the power of the gospel, Okay. They deny the power of godliness. That's the big thing. But I tell you what, they deny the power that comes with the Holy Spirit and what the Lord has granted to us as believers. You know, the scripture, Jesus himself said, the things that I do, you will do, and even greater things. Think about that. But so many within the church today deny the power of the Spirit. They deny that the Lord will move in certain kind of ways. They deny uh, gifts of the Spirit, certain gifts of the Spirit. And they'll say, oh, well, that was just for the early church. That was just for the early days, you know, uh, before they had the Bible. But now we have the Bible, so we have no need for that. To which I say, really now, show me in the Bible where it says that. Well, then they'll take you to uh, 1 Corinthians 13 and say this right here. It says, when the perfect comes, that's the Bible. It says, when the, these things will cease then. That's the reason they're called secessionists, ceasist. <laughs> they believe these gifts have ceased and no longer exist. And it's literally a lie from hell itself because the church is powerless because so many believe that the power has been removed. And it has not been. But leaders within the body of Christ, some that are true leaders, some that are false leaders, deny this power. They deny this power. And then they wonder why the church is powerless. So Paul tells Timothy, you know, avoid these guys. And he describes them some more and he compares uh, that they are uh, opposing the truth in the same way that uh, men opposed Moses. Okay, And he says, but don't worry. They will not get very far, for their folly will be plain to all. Those that live this way, those that do these things. Now, verse 10. Paul continues speaking to Timothy, and he says this, Now, you followed, followed my teaching, conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, perseverance, persecutions, and sufferings, such as happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord rescued me. What, a, what an amazing little list right here. Paul is saying this. He says, you know what? You have followed my teaching. You have faithfully followed me. And, you know, this is so lacking today within the true body of Christ, within the organism of the body of Christ, that we can sit there and, and as Paul says here, and he says forthrightly in several other places, he says, do what I do. Follow me. 
Okay, live like I live. Now, people most time get really, really nervous when you say that. Well, I can't say that because you know I'm just a sinner saved by grace. You know that kind of thing, and you just totally cop it out on it. No, we must be the model. We must be the example for others. Do people sin? Yes. Do people fail? Yes. But we can sit there and say, hey, follow my pattern. Follow my teaching. Do what I'm doing in this. And that's what he's saying right here to Timothy. And note the things that he said to Timothy. He said, Timothy, you followed this. You have followed my teaching. Okay? You followed my conduct. Okay? My purpose, or as ESV says, my aim of life, aim in life. The Lexham says, my way of life. The King James says, my manner of life. I like all three of those better than the New American Standard conduct. Conduct sounds like you got in trouble in the second grade, right? Remember when they used to give grades for conduct? You know, uh, I was in school when they gave grades for conduct. But he says this, you followed this. You followed my teaching. You followed my conduct. You followed my aim for life. You followed my faith. You've seen, you followed my patience. You followed my love. My steadfastness. I like how the ESV does that. They put that word my in front of each one of these things. You know, my teaching, my conduct, my aim of life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness or perseverance. He's saying this, Timothy, you have followed this. You have seen this. I am the model for how we are to do this. Was Paul claiming to be perfect? Oh, my. No, 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 no. Because even at the end of his life, he, he described himself as the chief of sinners. Mm-hmm. Okay? As the chief of sinners. But he continues on in verse 11. He says, you followed my persecutions and sufferings. And then he gave an example of it. He, he says, you remember, and he's just drawing this to Timothy's remembrance, my persecutions and my sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra. What persecutions I endured. And he had, he had been stoned. He'd been left for dead, okay? He had been run out of town. He'd been threatened with death repeatedly. Yet from them all, the Lord rescued me. And he's just rejoicing in that. And then he says this verse, the next verse. He says, indeed, indeed. You know, that word indeed, it carries that idea of, uh, huh, you know, thinking upon all this stuff, you know, even so, in light of all this, He says, indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. It's like Paul is sitting there saying, hey, Timothy, you you followed me. You know, uh, sometimes Timothy had actually traveled with him. Sometimes he left Timothy behind. He says, you have been with me. You have been my son in the faith. You have followed all this. You know what I've been through. And he gets that persecution and suffering, and he just reflects back. He says, you know what all. He says, you know how the Lord delivered me. And he says, you know, by the way, everyone who desires to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Now, a lot of times people will know that verse, okay? They'll know that verse, but they won't think it through. Because, folks, this is actually a promise. Okay? A promise. Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. That word persecuted is from a a, a primary word, which means to put to flight. Okay? Will be pursued. Will be run after. 
will be sought after as that idea, okay? In other words, that we will be persecuted, we will be prosecuted, but it's because we desire to live godly in Christ Jesus, not because you did any sin, not because of this, but because of who you are in him and because of the way that you are living. Those who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Remember earlier in the chapter about those who uh, had a form of godliness yet denied the power thereof? These that have true godliness will be persecuted. Now, don't you know that the world will look at that point the finger and say all sorts of weird things and all sorts of things about how crazy that is? But this is a promise from the Lord himself. So think this through, folks. If you truly desire to live godly in Christ Jesus, do not be surprised if you're persecuted in whatever form that it takes. Because what did Jesus say? The slave is not greater than the master, nor is a servant greater than the master. If the master was persecuted, so will the servant be. Jesus said, I was persecuted in the same way they will persecute you. Don't be surprised. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.